Life Audio. We hear all the time that the truth will set you free, but that's actually a misquote of scripture because what it actually says is that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you don't know the truth, even if you hear it, it's not going to set you free. You have to know it and understand what it's saying. That's where freedom comes from. So this week we are all talking about the, the process of studying the scriptures so that we can know it in our spirits, in our minds, in our lives. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our week-long study of this concept of Bible study and what it means to understand the scriptures and how that starts to change us, change our spirits, change our hearts, and give us freedom. I pray that this conversation blesses you. And so the second tool in, in, or I guess step in studying is concentration. And so what concentration does is it brings the mind repeatedly, whereas that's where the repetition comes in, and then concentrating on what's being said. It just focuses the attention. We live in a culture that really values distraction over concentration. The sad thing is, is people use distraction to deal with their anxiety and depression and all that stuff when it's really concentration that will help it. Concentrating on the truth of God's word or concentrating on a new concept or or something that God's trying to teach us, that concentrating on the truth, that's renewing our mind. That takes concentration, but instead we are numbing ourselves with distraction. The concentration part leads us to the next step, which is comprehension. And so... I will be honest, when I sometimes start studying a new passage of scripture, before I go to the commentaries or any outside sources, I want to get to a place where I have a pretty good comprehension of what, at least what I think it's saying to start with. And so the color method, usually what happens is when I first read a passage of scripture, I might not understand it. I might have the gist of it, but I'm, I'm really not understanding what's going on. But what happens is the repetition the concentration, it leads to comprehension. So the first time I read a passage of scripture, I might be doing the color green and I'm looking for all the names. Well, what does that do? Number one, it gets me reading. But number two, it gets me to a place where I'm paying attention to who who is speaking, who are they speaking to, who, who are the key players in this passage so I can understand who this audience is, who, who this whole concept is about. It leads to comprehension. The second time I read it, I might be reading for 
action words. Uh, they prayed, they walked, they went. Who, what are these people doing? Who is it? Who are they talking to? Who's involved? And what are they doing? Guess what that does? It leads to comprehension. So I go down the line with these four or five, sometimes six steps of looking specifically for different things. And by the time I've done it five or six times, guess what? I've understood it. The comprehension piece kicks in. The repetition and the concentration lead to comprehension. And one of the things that I think is really tricky is we have a tendency to want one verse or we want to kind of cherry pick one verse here and one verse there when in actuality we should never be reading anything less than one chapter at a time. Usually you should be studying a whole book in the context of, of the book but at the very least it should be one chapter at a time not one verse at a time or just a handful of verses because you have to comprehend what's actually going on in the passage. Remember what does Jesus say in John eight thirty two? He says that he reminds us that it's not just the truth, but the knowledge of the truth that sets us free. You can read the truth of God's word and it won't set you free until you understand what that truth is saying. That's what sets you free. The knowledge piece is what sets you free. And then the last step or the last, um, you know, part of study that, that I want to talk about is reflection. So although comprehension kind of defines what we're studying, it helps us understand what we're studying, reflection defines the significance of what we are studying. So if we reflect, what we're going to do is, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, to ruminate. This is where we meditate on that piece, that reflection piece brings us to meditation. And that's when we start to see things from God's perspective. So in this reflection step, that's when we come to understand not just what we're studying, but we start to understand ourselves. We start to understand our relationship with God. See, Jesus often speaks, and we hear this in Scripture, to ears that don't hear and eyes that don't see. But when we get to kind of sit with the meaning of what we study, we come to hear and see. And sometimes in a new way. Sometimes, you know, the word is living and active. Sometimes it can be a passage of scripture that we've heard our whole lives, but we don't really understand it until we study it. I think one of the important things to mention is that as we are starting this process, that we have to make sure our heart is in a place that it's going to be effective. Um, and there's a couple things that go into that. I think humility is a big part of that because we have to be willing to submit to God's word. Um, God's word is convicting in a lot of ways. And we have to remember that we are the student. We are not the teacher, even with familiar passages. And I think as adults, sometimes that's hard for us because we're parents. And so we feel like this responsibility to teach our, our children things. I think if we are in leadership, especially ministry leadership, we often are the teacher. And so we come in with this perspective of we have to, we have to know it all. But when it comes to understanding God's word, even if we have studied it before, we are not the teacher. We are the student. I think that's really important. And I also think we have to do this in terms of understanding and being open to what the context is, because the context is key. This is not about cherry picking verses and trying to figure out what we want it to say. We need to look at it in terms of what did God mean when he said it. I think sometimes what, and this is another caution, what happens is, is there is an arrogance to studying God's word, especially if we've been Christians for a long time. And in all honesty, arrogance and a teachable spirit are mutually exclusive. 
you, you, you cannot have a teachable spirit if you're approaching God's word with arrogance. I don't know if you've ever met somebody, but um, I think most of us have probably met somebody who lets you know what they know. Uh, they kind of walk in pride with their degree, their doctorate, or um, you know whatever it is, and you know all about all the things that they know. Um, you have to kind of feel sorry for those people because they kind of miss the whole point. The accumulation of information is not knowledge. Words are not wisdom. It's the understanding and the application. It's kind of tragic if you think about it. I think this is where we're going to stop and we're going to pray. God, help us to understand that words are not wisdom. And it's the understanding and the knowledge of the word that will set us free. That just because we own the words on our device or our personal Bible doesn't mean that our lives will be impacted and changed. Even in the sense that we can go to church on a Sunday and hear these words, but until we internalize them in our spirits, that's the thing that's going to change things for us. So Lord, I pray for this deep knowledge to start to be revealed through your word, that that my friends would understand that you long to reveal yourself through your word, but we have to read the word in such a way that we understand what it actually says, because it's the knowledge of the word, the knowledge of the truth that will set us free. God, I thank you that you are the one that sets us free. I thank you that you long for freedom in our lives, for freedom from the things that the enemy has kept us bound with. I pray even right now in this moment that you would quicken the hearts of my friends in such a way that they would start to crave an interaction with you through your word. I thank you and praise you in all things. Amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know. I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org, where there are also some really good resources to help you in your spiritual growth. I pray that they are a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.